Hola, hola. Bienvenidos a Stub Me Down. Me llamo JW y desde ahora estoy aquí con mi mejor amigo y co-anfitrión Skinny. Skinny, saluda a la gente. ¿Cómo estás, amigo? <laughs> así, así. <laughs> I mean, that's all I know, dude. I don't even understand what's happening right now. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Hey, I just wanted to practice a little bit of Spanish since I was not in Mexico this past weekend. Had a little bit of FOMO watching fish play on the beach down there. So I thought, let me work in a little bit of Spanish since this is the first time we've recorded since they were down there. The sixth time they've been down there. I'm hard to believe. I was at the first one, as you well know. Right, right. The first night down there was my 100th show. And then I proposed to Megan, uh, my wife, the next night, or the next afternoon, actually. And uh, we haven't been back since, but, man, those shows just are so much fun. If you ever get the opportunity, I know Pates would love going down there. It's definitely worth uh, – It is expensive. It is it is an expensive few days, but it's it's uh, a once in a lifetime opportunity. So anyway, my Spanish is not great, but there you go, everybody. Stub me down in Espanol. Well, I haven't even. <laughs> I took four years of Spanish, and uh, I didn't know what you were talking about. So, and then the other thing is, I haven't been to Mexico in a while, and I have never been to uh, Fish Mexico, and. It does look cool. I didn't listen to anything from that show yet. I didn't see any of the couch tour. I was kind of disconnected from it, actually. I would love to go down to Mexico and see fish. It's just like I said, I've, I've been seriously disconnected from anything. We're doing a bunch of shows in the spring and summer. We're going to a festival, the Peach, which I'm pretty excited about. So there's a lot on the table coming up. And I don't know, sometimes... I can't, I can't keep it all straight, man. If I turn on or go on to Twitter and I, I just saw that stuff this weekend, I'm like, I got to yeah. ignore this. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's almost too well, much. The chatter, it, it's, it's, you know what? I look at it like uh, movie reviews, right? Some people say a movie's good. Some people say a movie sucks. And that's what you get right. with fish Twitter. Some people live in a space where the show will never be good. And some people live in a space where the show is always good. I'm the latter. Oh, I don't know if you need to listen to every note from Mexico. There were some definite highlights. The sand and blazon from the first night were both very good. Obviously, I'm partial to sand. Night two, we actually was the one night we watched uh, from start to finish. And the Wave of Hope. I heard about the Wave of Hope. Stash yeah. and Bathtub Gin are must-listen-tos. The stash was out there, man. The stash was really dope. There was a 25-minute disease, which you could probably skip, that opened the second set on <laughs> night three. Didn't even hear about it. <laughs> Didn't even and then night hear four, about it. There was a, a strong You Enjoy Myself, uh, a good Everything's Right that clocked in, I think, around 17 or so, and then a bust out of McGrupp for the encore so it was fun they were they were definitely solid and um sounded good and you know we're uh ready to see them this summer yeah i'm i'm ready to see them this summer no matter where they are i'm ready to see them this summer but i did see what was interesting a lot of like complaining about the people that complain i, I don't know what's happening man in this fish universe There's so many layers we, of complainers it's, uh, yeah it's right and 
it's like complaining about people that are taking time to like listen or whatever, or they're not listening right. I, I'm starting to question myself of whether or not I'm listening to fish right. But I, I feel like I have a premonition that today maybe I'll get some answers to that question. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, Skinny, on the last episode of Stub Me Down, we were joined by Dr. Amanda. Amanda, the PhDJ from All That Jam podcast. Yeah. She also hosts her own show on Homegrown Radio called The Barline Shift. She joined us, talked all about All That Jam, which is a great podcast. Kevin and Amanda are super knowledgeable. They're awesome to talk to and listen to. The show that she stubbed us down on was our first foray into the magical year of 1997, 11-21-97 at Hampton Coliseum, the first of the two-night run there, which was a great show. They busted out uh, – or excuse me, they debuted Emotional Rescue, 17-minute monster to open the show. Real nice split open and melt. The 97 jammy ghosts that everybody absolutely loves and is chasing – um, really nice, long ACDC bag in that second set, too. So a lot of fun to talk to her. It was cool to get into a 1997 show because I saw my first show in 1998, and you didn't see yours until 2000. So getting into something that was a little bit before our time, and obviously 1997 is the, you know, the holy grail or the pinnacle of fish if – you're into tracking that sort of thing uh, that the majority generally believes. Um, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think they've been in decline know. since 97, but um, you know, some people out there make, make their hay promoting such things, but nonetheless, it was cool to talk to Amanda and um, just another cool person in the scene, man. Yeah, definitely. I, I love talking to Amanda. I felt really bad. Amanda, if you're listening to this episode, please know, like, I'm sorry I forgot a bunch of questions. I'm fucking really stupid. And I forgot a bunch of stuff I wanted to ask her, which is that we're going to have to reconnect. Did I ask her about like what she thinks about how dudes dance at shows? I don't think you got to that. And you know what? And you set that up for a couple of times. Maybe we'll ask today's guest. All right. <laughs> okay. Because I, I got to get that on my mind. Well, I got to get that off my mind. Maybe you'll have an opportunity to to get that information out there. Well, today, Skinny, is episode five of our fourth season, Hard to Believe. I'll also quickly note that today happens to be March 1st, and 20 years ago was Fish at Greensboro Coliseum. Our very first guest that joined us, our friend Billy, yeah, Billy. stubbed us down on that show 20 years ago today so and billy texted me he tweeted us today a nod to 3103 so shout out to our very good friend billy and to those that have not heard march 1st 2003 get on it great tour obviously it's a little bit overshadowed by the night before but whatever there's a proud mary encore yeah, come on yeah. man uh, it's, a, it's a bomb show it's a top to bottom show and I don't like acapella. I'm just I'm telling you there's a proud Mary acapella. And I thought it was fantastic. Anyway, but anyway, well, guess what, Skinny? We, we are moving on. Today is, as I said, episode five. And we got a really cool guest today, man. This one really kind of came together very spontaneously. And 
I'm so glad it did. And it's really the power of social media, right? But today's guest, he is tapped into something that I'm sure a lot of you have thought about, even if you've never voiced it, right? We are joined today by Chris from Denver, Colorado. And Chris is the creator and curator of Fish Just Jams, which if you are not familiar, is a website and an app where you can search years, tours, specific songs, style of jam, length of jam, or combine all of those factors to create your very own playlist of, as the title says, Fish Just Jams. So we want to give a huge welcome from all of us here at Stub Me Down to Chris from Fish Just Jams. Thanks so much for joining us, man. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's a great welcome. Um, I just want to point out that uh, my brother and I are, uh, we kind of run Fish Just Jams as as a team. My brother does all the website and like coding and that type of stuff. And I do all of the social media and cutting up of the uh, tracks, the current tracks, at least. Well, that's pretty cool because Josh has two brothers. I have a brother. You know, welcome in, man. We're so excited to dive in. My brothers don't listen to fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, my Does brother your brother doesn't listen yeah. to fish, Chris? Does your brother listen to fish? Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's as much of a fan as I am. Okay. Yeah. So he's a fan. It's cooler than our brothers. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's pretty cool. He just likes Sabbath and shit like that. Like he's the older brother. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, no doubt. I guess I just want to start off asking like how you ventured into this, right? Like, man, this is a softball question, but like, how does it start? You know what I mean? Like this started over phone conversations and, and beers and like just being friends. Yeah. And obviously your brother's. So like, how does that start, man? Well, it started, we, um, we had downloaded a, uh, someone had made a compilation of 1997, just the jams mix. This was probably, I don't know, probably, I probably downloaded it during the first hiatus Okay. and it was done kind of by tour and I was listening to it on CD and would just, was just like, this is awesome. And maybe early in, in 3.0, probably around 2011 or 2012, my brother and I were like, I would love to just have some of these 3.0 jams done just jam style. And my brother went back and he cut up uh, 2009, 2010, 2011. Then we were like, yeah, this really is pretty cool. We would just have it available for download. Then my brother just started going back and would methodically go. We'd just pick a year at a time and just start at the beginning of the tour, download the shows like off of uh, fish, uh, the spreadsheet mm-hmm. and comb through each show, pick out whatever we could and just move on. And he would just do it a year or so at a time. And once we got everything compiled and we had all the years done, you know, I, we had it for download, but I kept saying, you know, if we could get a website, you know, or something where you could stream this, this would have real, real potential. Right. And, um, my brother was, was looking for a job and, um, built the website almost kind of like as a proof of concept and just a proof that like he can build these websites. So we did that. And, uh, that was about 2015 is when we launched, uh, summer of 2015. 
And then we've just kind of slowly built up um, social media presence, you know, over time and just would add uh, obviously new tracks every year, but then just come up with new ideas for playlists and different ways to just kind of sort through all of the tracks which is what we really want to ask you about we'll get to that i swear to god like i see josh like i know we're not video but i'm watching my co-host like (laughs) like, i'm like he's like leaning back like with like a bit in his mouth like he's ready to (laughs) but listen so we talk about this a lot in our conversations which i think is kind of a congruent conversation that starts in 2015 that's like a really really time intensive hobby and anybody else out there that's either try to do a podcast or have an app or do these things i think part of the misnomer is is that ah man it's like all you do like it like no it's actually a little bit more involved Mm -hmm. do you and your brother have maybe arguments about what you're putting on there or is there like a discussion about what you believe really that's the pie of the day right now on social media is like what everybody likes and comparing it yeah. to what everybody doesn't or whatever is going on, you know? Yeah. Now we pretty much like, I cut up all the, the current tracks, like as they come. And um, I pretty much just kind of make all the decisions as to, you know, what we're going to include. And then I just upload them to him to upload onto the website. You know, we usually don't, uh, either one of us never really like, uh, live streams the show right so you know I, I will see on twitter and be like oh okay make sure to cut up that disease or you know or whatever uh song it is but you know th- there might be one that'll point out and be like hey i heard that um you know whatever whatever song had a extra little jam on it make sure you include that like a wave of hope right now from yeah. mexico right which yeah, i exactly. haven't listened right. to and- but Right. So my question is about the process of curating these shows, right? Because you don't have everything, mm-hmm. right? I mean that. I mean that's no. It's it's a ton of music already. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So I looked today, and and please correct me if I got this um, information wrong, but it looks like as of now, there's three thousand four hundred ninety three total tracks on Fish Just Gems. Is that? That is correct. Dude, <laughs> you are crazy. I told you he was chomping at the bit to ask this shit. Go ahead. Basically, the way I look at it is as a database of jams. Yes, right. Yes. And that, that's essentially what yes. it is. See, and here's my thing, Chris. So, like, I have tried to, like, go through and listen to, say, a year of fish, right? Start at the first show and go through. Like, yeah, they're playing fucking 80 shows in like yeah. 96 97 98 and then obviously uh after they came back in 2009 they had a, a you know everything under 50 cap but you're still talking about what they played what 40 shows last year the 44 shows or something in 2022 yeah like that's a lot to keep up with that's 120 hours of music essentially, yeah right? and yeah not only that but and obviously like I'm sure that there are tunes that you can skip, right? They're not going to, you know, they're yeah. a contact is not going to have a jam. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I did. I did notice. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard previous, how many previous episodes of stummy down you've heard, but um, there's really only two songs I don't like in the fish catalog. 
Horn is one of them, and you have two versions of Horn on your and I did not listen to either of them, but I saw it in the song list of which there are 179 yep. or 80 tunes. So you've got a good chunk of the catalog. Mm -hmm. What is your process for determining when a jam is appropriate or suitable to be added to you know the total database? The yeah. Uh, it's a, it's actually a fairly simple process. Um, certainly by now, I'm so familiar with the with the songs and set lists and stuff that I can pretty much just look at the set list and mostly the timings from the song and be able to look at it and say, oh, no, that was uh, an eight-minute disease in the first set. I don't need to add that. But I, basically, we just go for anything that has where there's improv. Now, if there is a song that, um, like, say, like, uh, I don't know, maybe My Friend, My Friend or something that has, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a, there's a, a jam at the end, like, or th there's an instrumental section at the end. It's not really like a jam. It's pretty much the same each time. Yeah, it's composed, right? Yeah. Right? So, like, you know what's common. Yeah, then that we won't cut up. But um, but don't you run into that with with a song like Reba or I mean even Divided Sky to a certain extent like there's not too much variation I mean there's certainly the monsters right that we can look at but right. from yeah show to show I mean a Reba isn't going to vary that much in the jam. So if that's the case, if you look at, you know, say like a tour that they played, say four Rebas just for, you know, argument's sake, yeah. do you go through each one or you're like, eh, they're probably the same. Let me just include maybe one of them. Uh, it depends on a song like uh, Reba in the early stages, we were pretty much just kind of, we were including the like noteworthy versions and just like a standard version we might not include but uh now i pretty much include just about every say version of like reba or something like that hmm. but yeah there are uh, reba is a different case because you know there are there's at least four to five minutes of improv so i'll include that it's not necessary it's pretty kind of standard um you know, that, well, it's the drop in, right? The, yeah, when the, when the drop in happens, and then it does. Sometimes it's quiet, sometimes it's loud or furious, right? So yeah, exactly. So I'll do that. Um, you know what? A, a good example is maybe a song like Forty Six Days," um, uh. because that has got a uh, a jam on it. But there are some versions where the whole song is five minutes and thirteen seconds, and a song like 46 days only has like about I don't know, 90 seconds of lyrics at the beginning maybe right so I, I, i'll look at it for all you like, non-fans like this is why we so, chase this shit. so I, so i'll look at it and be like all right that's three and a half minutes i'll listen to that maybe and see hey is that three and a half minutes actually worth it or is that just kind of sure you know standard fare um yeah but but like a one from it yes. which is like I mean, maybe one of the best ones ever. Yeah. I was about to listen to that, but I got stuck on the fucking Piper from 04. <laughs> I can't yeah. stop listening. I'm like, uh, what yep. do I want to listen today? Piper from 04, 26 minutes of just the jam, which is what exactly you're yeah. talking about. It's not 
the the Piper lyrics and and framework of the song. After that, it's 26 minutes of just complete everything you want to see in Fish enveloped in 26 yeah. minutes. So I appreciated that. That's what I love about it. I listened to that at least six or seven times. There's definitely a easy wormhole capability once you get into the selection oh, yeah. of the different playlists <laughs> and, and options. How do you classify the jam? So like one of the if if for those of you that have not gone to Fish Just Jams, there is a playlist tab where you can pull either the top jams by year or the style of jamming. So I won't read all of them because there's, I don't know, probably 20 or 25 here. But obviously Ambient, Bliss, Cow Funk, Dance Groove, Dark and Evil, Hose, Machine Gun Tray, Space, Tension and Release. So you've got all of these different things. How do you classify a jam as like, what if it's like, for me, like hose and machine gun tray are very similar, very similar. But then, you know, you could also get some Venn diagram type of jams where it might, (laughs) it might hit a couple Mm of spots. Right. So how do you, is, I mean, is that, do you have like certain rules that you kind of follow or is it just a feel for you're listening and you're like, Oh yeah, this feels like it's an easy bliss or an easy, you know, machine gun tray. It's lawless anarchy, basically. Perfect. Perfect for us. Uh, basically, a lot of that comes through just as far as uh, just random listening. If I'm listening uh, to the site or the app or something and, you know, halfway through a jam, I'm like, man, what is this? And I'll l- l- look it up and then be like, you know, this, this would be perfect for the bliss playlist or, or whatever. The main thing I think is that a song can be on multiple playlists. Um, like I actually have, there are some songs, some jams that are on both the bliss and the dark evil playlist because they'll have segments that are, you know, if it's a 20 minute jam, it's going to be in a couple of different spots. Yeah. Like, uh, the, uh, Dick's Carini from 2017, I know is on both oh. playlists. Dude, it's, I was there. It's, in the yeah, house. it's because it's because they've got you know there's a definite bliss section. Yeah, and there's also a section that's just back to dark evil type of fish. So um, basically, I just kind of go through and you know sometimes I'll I mean I'll definitely always open a suggestion. Uh, by the way, so if anybody has anything where they're listening to either an old jam or a newer jam and just be like, oh man, this should be on the space playlist you know, send me a tweet and, you know, I'll take a look at it and see what I can add. That's for sure. Well, we might be sending you a couple because as we were, Oh, go ahead. <laughs> through go ahead. our own notes, I, uh, so my first two shows were at Holmdale, 628, 629, 2000. Okay. I did see the bathtub gin on there, which is yeah. fire. And for me, that was one that I didn't really listen to until later. It was like, Oh my God, I saw that. Um, and then the next night, which is not on there, there's my bone to pick, <laughs> is uh, the sand from that night, Okay, which would definitely fit under the um, subtitle of, of Evil, Dirty, Dark. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. talked about that sand before on our show, and 
I was like, all right, well, I mean, you know, what am I asking for here? It's a typical fish fan is never fucking oh, yeah. happy with anything <laughs> that he has. When there are 3,500 uh, tracks to go through, some can uh, can slip through the cracks. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of, uh, in some ways, I almost kind of view these, the tracks, it's almost kind of like I'm a, like like running an animal shelter where it's like, I'm trying to get these jams to, to different playlists so everybody can hear them and not just be like, Oh, it's one of the 3,500 tracks I didn't uh, hear. And I'll be like, oh, well, let me put it on the Bliss playlist because it'll pop up more often on that one, you know, or something like that. And I'm like, uh, what's it? I got a trip to Disney in Mexico, but uh, no BB gun, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. This? this is a terrible Christmas. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So, sorry, I just wanted to point it out because it's one fair. of my all-time favorite jams. Well, fair. and I had I had done you know kind of something similar in in just kind of reviewing the options and and what was available and and as I mentioned earlier, sand is my favorite tune, and you have eighty-one sands on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. There, but there were two notable ones, and and they were from the shows that um, Christian was just uh, referencing, and and the first one was that. June 29th at Homedale and then the July 3rd at Camden. Now you did have the bathtub gin from Camden, mm-hmm. um, which really I think pretty much overshadows everything from that show. Yeah. But the sand is yeah, also amazing. very good. And that sand would make a very good first entry or a first song in the as yet to come stop start playlist (laughs) i forgot about that i have actually i have definitely uh tossed around the idea of that i think i've tweeted (laughs) you before about the stop start playlist i I think i've gone through and i think so far i mainly have like 20 or 30 tracks um so far that that had it that's one that i really do want to do but it could be kind of frustrating to sit there and be like all right now I got to go through and listen to every single one of these, hoping for a start-stop jam. <laughs> and uh, there could be twenty minutes that I gotta sit here and wait to see if it's if it shows up. Right, and they only do it for like a second at the end of the show. We have a couple that we could probably, you know, start the yeah. fire with. Oh, I would love it. Yeah, we'll throw you definitely. one right now. It was uh, from two thousand the fall tour at uh, Hershey it was a great stop start in the tube and the tube okay. jam. By the way, everybody. <laughs> like 20 i just find it interesting because you know again it goes back to you're talking about like going through 80 shows 60 shows 70 shows you know at two and a half to three hours per show i mean it's just so much and i'm sure that you're not just listening to it once maybe once through to kind of figure out where the cutoff point and if it's worthy of using but then if you're going to classify it it might be you know a a, a little bit more of a process but i have to say dude the way that you have put it all together and the customizability of how you can build a playlist is very very cool and i mean i love it it, man i absolutely love it kudos yeah this i definitely think really also reflects how we have changed our methods of consumption for music over time, right? So, I mean, you know, you go back to tapes and then it Mm -hmm. was CDs. Well, 
when Skinny and I used to roll around in my car driving to shows in early 2000s, you know, I had CDs, but they were like track at once. So you hit play because there was only one track. So if you wanted to listen to the second song of the second set, you had to listen all the way up to that on the CD. For me, I kind of grew into this like purist mindset. Like if I'm going to listen to something, I, I, I pick a show and I listen to the whole show. Right. Which kind of annoyed skinny sometimes. And he, he's, he's, so you have the purist, which is me. And then you have the skippers. Me. And Skinny's a skipper. And we would drive around with, you know, these 500 CD books and he would sit in the front seat and flip through when he wasn't driving and pick out songs, pick out CDs. And like, we would get like into, you know, a jam or into any hit eject, put in a new desk. Skinny's a skipper. But then, (laughs) then all of a sudden you have this like digital music. I don't need to listen to every character zero or horn. I can fucking skip every single one if I want, unless I'm there live. Yep. And now you can build like a playlist. Now we're at the point where you don't even fucking need to listen to the part of the song, you know, at the beginning that everybody's like, all right, hopefully they're going to get through this and then kill a raging jam. Right. I mean, as, as you've done this, I mean, have, has that been like a, like a big staple for you personally in your consumption of music? Like you just kind of really focus more on the jams instead of the whole song in its entirety from lyrics to compose part through the improvisation. Yeah. It's definitely changed for me over time. Um, Now uh, I try to separate the live experience and the listen back and to me, they're now two completely different things. When I'm live in person, I don't really care about like set lists um, uh, and stuff. I'll take whatever's coming. Sure. And because because I don't always listen to the, the songs, like this wasn't an intention, but um, like I remember a few years ago at Dick's, um, they uh, closed a set, you know, with Cavern. And, you know, normally I'd be like, oh, geez, another freaking Cavern. Um, but... <laughs> Because I was listening to Fish Just Jams most of the time, I hadn't heard a cavern in like yeah, years. Practically. That's a good point. So when it started, I was I was like, hell yeah, and I was all into it. That that's not the intent of uh, the site. That was just kind of a byproduct added benefit. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But now, like I mostly, I think the main thing for me personally is that I try to focus on the things that I like more than on the things that I dislike. I don't always succeed with that, but um, I try. That's tough. Yeah, I, I, the main thing is, I think I remember it was like 2014, I remember going to a show and, you know, I'm like analyzing the show, like as it's happening, trying to be like, okay, is this going to be one of the better shows of the tour and stuff? And I was driving home, it was like a six hour drive. And I just remember driving and being, cause I didn't really like the show. And I was just like, why am I doing this? But like, like what am I, why am I putting this much time and effort into something that I'm then driving back another six hours going, well, that really wasn't that great of a time. Right. And I said, you know what, I'm going in and I'm just going to wipe everything clean. I don't have any expectations. When people ask me, you know, like, Hey, what, what do you, what's your call for the opener? I'm like, I don't know. I don't. Care. Yeah. 
uh, whatever they feel like playing. Because I think I've realized that I could not write a, a, a set list as good as Trey. So, like, I may think I can write a better set list, but it doesn't really matter because there's not going to be an all request show from me. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I try to look at it and say, I just want to listen to what I really want to hear. And that's the jams. I think for me also, I can, you know, if I want to hear a note perfect version of Rift, I can go and pull any show from 94, 95, 93. I can find a like crystal clear, perfect version of Rift. So wait, I have to interrupt you for one second. You guys go back to, I believe 93, right? Is the first year that you have tracks listed. Mm -hmm. So have you listened to every fish show from 1993 until, you know, basically now? Um, I mean, we have, yeah, probably, um, like, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) over the course of, over the course of time. Yeah. That's um, Josh's way of saying that you're insane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we're on a a fish podcast. I I think the, I think the nerd alert is, is pretty much a given. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. That's hilarious. But so not, so like now when, um, even when 3.0 started, I had kind of transitioned away from listening to full shows to mostly doing like tour playlists where I would just kind of pick out the highlights that I wanted to hear from every show, whether it was a bust out or a, um, a cover or the, you know, a, a sequence of jams or something like that. So for me, switching over to this, it also works really well. Cause you know, most of the time when I'm listening, I'm either working or, you know, something like that. So just the instrumental is fine. I don't really need to get sucked into the vocals. I don't want to be at work and all of a sudden start singing Golgi, you know, while my coworkers are then looking at me and being like, what in the hell is this guy doing? There's a lot of layers to being a fan. Man. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's funny too, that you say that. Cause like there've been times where like, I'll have music playing, like as people come in and out of my office and like, sometimes I'm like, yep. maybe I should turn this off. Cause people can be like, what the fuck is that guy listening to? <laughs> Uh, but on uh, Fleetwood Mac or something. By the same token, <laughs> I have also had where, you know, I was working in a room kind of by myself and I was just playing Fish Just Jams and other people would come into the room and because there's no lyrics, they don't come in and be like, oh, oh, this is Fish. Mm. Oh, right. you know, I, I actually had one coworker who used to give me, uh, who used to kind of, you know, tease me about, about listening to Fish. And then we were in a room together. I was playing, I had Fish Just Jams playing. Um, she came in and was, you know, working after about an hour. I was like, Hey, let me know if you want me to put on something else. You know, I appreciate you letting me listen to this. And she's like, Oh no, I really like this. What is this? And I was like, this is fish. <laughs> and you could see her face just kind of sink. And she was just kind of like, Oh, I guess I do. like." Fish. Uh, and uh, So there were a lot of times where people would come in there and be like, Oh man, I love coming in this room. It's so like, it's just relaxing and peaceful. And uh, so I was like, yeah, it can kind of work to turn on people to fish too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really great experience. Yeah, I, I think what you've done is you've created a mood. Literally, you've yeah. you've taken out the thing that I think. Uh, well, maybe the thing that fish fans themselves are most critical about is vocals, yeah. the lyrics, or whatever. Especially in 3.0, 4.0 with the you know the dad rock and the church of Trice stuff. But you've created a mood and 
It's awesome. And I have a special request from my wife. If you have not gotten into Goose, she would like a Goose Just Jams because she does not like Rick's <laughs> voice. So uh, Which I think that's ludicrous. Your wife is crazy, man. I'll, I'll talk to you about it. You guys are all insane. Everybody that's listening is absolutely insane. Do you hear us right now? All the things that we're talking about? This is absurd. <laughs> Let's leave this absurdity and get to the stub down. So Chris is going to be stubbing us down today. If you are new to stub me down, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. The premise of the show is that Skinny and I have seen a lot of shows over the years. We pull a ticket stub from those shows at random and use that show as a jumping off point to talk about, obviously, the music, our friendship, the funny things that happen along the way. This season, we have had a series of guests that have joined us to stub us down. It's been unbelievable. And so today, we're going to do something a little bit different, a little bit of a break from our usual stub down format. Mm -hmm. But Chris is going to be pulling the stub or maybe even more than one skinny you got anything else before we uh get into this <laughs> no man. i'm gonna be mickey in rocky's corner i got nothing nothing right on <laughs> all right chris are you ready to stub me and skinny down i certainly am Buddy. All right, what do you got for us? My first two shows were 10-24-95 in Madison, and the very next night, 10-25-95 in St. Paul. And we're going to be covering the second sets from both of those nights. Which is the first time we've never done it like this, and this is a really cool thing. I, I, I'm really excited to kind of dive into these two shows here um, because we've never done anything like this. So whenever we do something kind of nuanced, I don't know, I get all excited. I'm, I'm pretty excited for this. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, man. We're, we're happy you're here. The other thing is, is the last episode, as we said with Amanda, we did a 97 show. Actually, no, I guess when we had Ed Lucas on, he did what? 96, right? Yeah. Yeah. He did 96. Yeah. He did yeah. 96. He did uh, Boston, uh, the New Year's run in 96. So now we're even stepping a year before that to 95 and we're going to do two sets. Now, I will tell you both. It was very hard for me to not also listen, listen to, to, and to take the first yes. sets because <laughs> I know. <laughs> Because as I referred to a few minutes ago, when we talked about how you consume your music, I am a purist. And you don't listen to a second set without listening to the first set. Or do you? <laughs> well, in you know 2023, yes, you do. But what I did was I, I spot checked some of the first set stuff. But I will not be talking about any of the first set stuff. But I want you to all know that I have been thinking about the first set stuff. But we're only talking about the second set of these two shows. Now, the other thing that I'll mention about these two shows is that these are like hardcore Midwest fall tour shows. Now, that fall tour, Fish played like 58 shows or something stupid from crazy September crazy through essentially the New Year's run, right? They played a ton of shows and it was a much different band than what we have now. Obviously, they were significantly younger but the tone 
Uh, the tempo of the music, I think, has also changed over time. And I don't – not that it's gotten slower as they've gotten older, but it's gotten slower as they've gotten older. It's not a natural progression of life, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But these shows, <laughs> I think, are like super perfect examples of where Fish was in 95. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know any of this stuff, so and I'm going to leave it – to you, Chris, to just, mm -hmm. how did you get to these shows? Like, what was the genesis, too, of going to these two shows? Because I'm looking at them back to back, and we'll get into the set list in just a moment. But they're really awesome. And I had a hard time not jumping around myself either. Where were you at? What were you doing back then? And, and how did you get to yeah. see these two shows? Uh, I was in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, going to college. And I had been listening for about a year maybe a year and a half um i had already been um trading tapes pretty heavily i think actually i had uh heard about the during the fall 94 i had heard about the uh the white album halloween show and uh put out a you know thing on wreck music fish back in the day um you know asking for uh, blanks and postage from that show and keys yeah, and, and not only did I get the tapes, but I actually also, someone sent me a uh, video of the first set through the halfway point of the White Album on video. Wow. So I had that, and I had obviously worn that tape out um, in the year before I went to the show. So when I went to those first two shows, I was pretty familiar with the music and had seen certainly that uh, that Halloween video and stuff. So I was fairly familiar with that part of it um, going in. And um, I went with uh, buddies from school. We drove down from Eau Claire to Madison. I'm pretty sure we stayed in Madison that night and then drove to St. Paul the next day. So I'm not trying to sound like a father here, <laughs> but I hope you did stay overnight. <laughs> We, we, we almost and certainly then... did. We almost certainly did. It's a lot of driving. I just want to put that out there to everybody. See, responsibility <laughs> comes with being a fish fan. So. Well, that's awesome story, too, because we like to hear about experiences and journeys. And like in 95, I mean, I'm still reeling over the death of Garcia. You know, Jerry like was everything. Mm -hmm. And I had just seen that summer tour. So. I'm not even close to being on board with any of this yet. So I'm, I'm super excited to dive in J dub. Yeah. Let's just get in. Let's get into the set. You want to read the first, the, the first. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's going to be a super awkward pause that you have to cut there, my friend. Yeah. But skinny's <laughs> See, and I keep saying like, why don't you read the first set, but you're reading the first set of the two sets we're discussing, which is a second set. Dane County Coliseum. I mean, I mean, if you want to run through the, no, the, 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 no. the first set, I we're not allowed to do that. On the... no, okay, good. No. Just wanted to check. If you're, no, I thought we just wanted to check. Hey, Chris, I thought we agreed. If you're curious out there, about <laughs> the first set from either of these shows, go fucking look it up. It's on the internet. Fish.net. Fish it's real easy. I'm looking at it right now. So set two from Dane County Coliseum fish on October 24th, 1995. Starts off with a Julius, then a theme from the bottom of bouncing around the room. You enjoy myself into Sleeping Monkey, and then into Run Like an Antelope, 
contact ending the set with cavern and then the encore a day in the life i didn't know if we were doing the encore so i just threw it in there as like pepper flakes <laughs> gotta throw gotta throw it in there because i got some stats okay well good uh julius i refuse to talk about so gentlemen the floor is yours <laughs> i mean look chris i think this i think this is what's your first impression this is your first show these are the first live notes this is a pretty straightforward but you know 10 minute it's a rocker. This Julius is a rocker. It is a, it's a ripping Julius. I mean, it comes out and it just smokes. It's just peak after peak after peak. Um, skinny, I definitely understand uh, uh, the Julius feelings. Yeah. I, I've always liked it almost because of this version. Um, you know, like I had heard it obviously uh, before I'd been to the show, but it's a nice way to start the second set without a like sprawling type of jam it just rages um fish is swinging like hell sure um, page is pounding away in the keys and trey is just no mercy um whatsoever on that first set on that first set yeah the one th the one thing that i carry with like listening to this through the first time and i'm a little bit of a recency bias you know like so and not even recency but experience so like Mm -hmm. I've listened to a lot of 97 because it's 97. I know like a couple of the you know, big 96s and same with 95 Halloween New Year's, you know, the, the ones that you're expected to know, right? But my first show was in 98, so, you know, get me talking about mm -hmm. 98 and onward, and, and that's my comfort zone. I had not listened to either of these shows. So going back and listening through, especially this first second set that we're talking about, the intensity of every note that they were playing, even in oh, like yeah. contact, the intensity was, it never faded, mm -hmm. it never waned. It was like at this super high level, the entire set. And it was at 11, it was at 11. No, 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 that one goes to 11. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I got <laughs> I got that right away, even with the Julius. I don't really like that song. I just think it's Caddy Wampus. It's not. It's me. It's not them. But I got all that. I definitely got as soon as the first notes are played in that second set, you get the 11. I mean, it's like, you know, the theme next does the same thing. I, I, I found it interesting as somebody that really loves theme, but saw most most theme from the bottoms were in 3.0 for me, right? So um, I don't even know. I can't remember a solid one from like the, the, the 1.0 or 2.0 shows that I, I saw when I first got into them. But you can the pace again is furious, and I don't. It's not fast, right? <laughs> fast and furious. Ah, Vin Diesel's in this one, uh, but <laughs> it's it's it has a pace that's different than just speed. If that does that make sense, Chris? Yeah, it does. Um, it, it, I listen to this and I'm like, okay, Fall '95's reputation is well earned just by listening yeah. to this show. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you can listen to it and you can already hear. Okay, when people talk about Fall '95, this is what they're talking about. This type of intensity, the willingness to just go for it, yeah, um, and prove that they still had a lot to prove at this point, and they were trying to prove it every single night in front of every single audience and some shows have uh they're they're exemplars of that particular period right like you can point to them 
in every year that there was a and I mean essentially fish change their sound every year mm-hmm. and a 95 show is much different than a 97 show but you can probably pull out off the top of your head several 97 shows that are exemplars of what the 97 sound is and mm-hmm. how consistently they did it and that's one thing that I saw especially over these two nights and obviously they're back to back nights but there is that same level of intensity that same energy that they were playing with and it definitely carried over here and I feel like that's one of those signatures for 1995 as a year yeah I definitely agree with you there even the bouncing around the room the fucking pace and bouncing around the room was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear that. Then I laughed at it because I listened to, like, I'm not going to listen to the whole bouncing, even though it's. I'm thinking to my, I'm thinking to myself, I don't have four to. Four minutes of your life. Right. Well, and I listened to the whole four minutes, believe it or not. <laughs> and I, and I was like, wow, that is a different bouncing than I've heard or been in the room for. That's why I think it's interesting. A lot of times when you talk about fish, instead of saying i didn't like that or i like this it's like how about just talking about how you do notice that you've never heard one like that that's quite yeah you could say what you want about the song like it's a standard everybody knows that that's fish bouncing around the room that's the one i've heard and it is it's different and it it quite frankly it's a little bit interesting you know i i at first thought i was i'm not gonna listen to this and i did i listened to the whole four minutes <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's 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 actually kind of one of the the things about Fish Just Jams that I like is that you can be like, hey, you know, I don't know what show I want to listen to. I just know I want to listen to something from '95, or I want to listen to something from 2015, yeah, or uh, you know, whatever whatever it is. Yeah. So um, there are no bouncing around the rooms on Fish Just Jams, Chris. Yeah, just. Uh, well, uh, you, you just that. pointing that out. <laughs> and at, th- at, at this point, there shouldn't be. And if it didn't come out of the jam show from the Baker's Dozen, then I don't think it's going to happen. Right, right. Correct. My favorite fish tune ever is You Enjoy Myself. I like this one immensely. Still keeping the pace. Although... I have a lot of comparisons for you enjoy myself. As a matter of fact, in listening to Fist Just Jams, I have stuck on the 2018 one from Hampton that has the Wilson jam in it. And it is a really solid Yem jam. And see, there it is from a 3.0 show where, you know, you compare eras. I didn't see this. I love this You Enjoy Myself. I mean, I, I don't know. It's in red on fish.net. What's that name? It's got a jam chart. <laughs> Is that a jam chart? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. You know, I don't know. I'm not looking. Anyway, but I feel like a lot of times most of You Enjoy Myself, they have a jam that you're going to like. We, we've talked about that, too. And it really is. That's my number one. What's your favorite song that you can take away and never listen to another fish song? It would be this. Because it is made differently. And that's a good question, actually kind of to follow up Chris because like you enjoy myself I would say that the band has a standard delivery for you enjoy myself and it's a staple right like it doesn't have a lot of huge gaps I think the biggest one that I could find was 22 shows and that was from 
the end of 2016 until they played it at the Baker's Dozen in 2017. And there were a lot of complaints about the fact that it hadn't been played. Right, and you, right, and 22, and 22 shows, like, it's really not that many, you know, in the grand scheme of things, right? But when you have a song like that, where probably more times than not, there's going to be a, you know, a solid jam, some sort of improv, do you just put all of those in does it become tougher to decide what to choose when it comes to a song like yem or ghost or i mean obviously there's not a ghost in this set but like chalk those dust. types of tunes chalk dust torture you know some of the the staple fish tunes but the band finds comfort in them and plays them very well and very differently frequently well uh you enjoy myself is a great example for most of 3.0 i really wasn't cutting up any um you enjoy myself because they were pretty much the same you were gonna get the the jam was almost always very very similar and then it would just go into the vocal jam thankfully this year they started you know shortening the vocal jam and then throwing a jam on after yeah. the vocal jam. Yeah. So that changed everything. And I was like, finally, we can start adding some You and Draw Myself again. But um, it, it's a song that has, you know, gone through, you know, a bunch of different phases. But while it's always been played, the jam is always, you know, kind of varied. Um, for instance, I will, I will say I defy anybody to find a better tour for You and Draw Myself than Fall 95. Hmm. It has so many varied versions. It really, it kind of starts in um, Austin. There's uh, MMW um, comes out and there's, it's a weird You and Draw Myself, but it is really long and really exploratory. Then, I mean, there's uh, Lincoln, 1021. That's a great one. That's a great, that's one I'm familiar with, yep. I'm not. Now I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah, there's wow that Lincoln show was that that whole show is good, but that you enjoy myself is yeah. You should definitely check that one out. Better than Camden 03. I mean, to me, that's my favorite one of all time. That, that I was in the house for. Chris, I'll let you take that one. <laughs> I don't know. This it, this is not the YEM show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's, this, there's, this is there's, there's, there's the 1024. There's uh, there's the Halloween 1031, okay. uh, which is a just a just a beast. Yeah, I'll take all those wrecks. Yeah. There's 11 1114. Um, 1118 has got the um, brick house jam. You know, you should start an application where you have all these. Bands. <laughs> There's a damn good one in Albany, um, and uh, yeah, Albany. I know about that. Yeah, one. so I mean, like, uh, for I don't think you can find a better tour for the jams from You Enjoy Myself than the fall of 1995. Noted, man. Noted. That, that, I love that. Yes, noted, and thank you. They, they move into a Sleeping Monkey, which they start a cappella, and I love Sleeping Monkey, but the real. MVP, I think, is the run like an antelope. And here's the reason why I say that. It peaks, I don't know how many times it peaks. <laughs> 10 times? <laughs> but it takes, what's the time on this, J-Dub? Is it like 15 minutes? It's almost 17. Okay. It peaks all the way up to 15 minutes. Yeah. And they don't drop in until the last two. I've never, ever, ever in my life, not only the pace of it, which I, I don't think I'll ever see, but just the peak outs 
all the way to the end of the jam. I've never seen it extended like well heard or been in the house or any antelope like that. Now it's kind of standard mid set or ending a first I've seen. I saw a pretty good one. Last one I think I saw that was, I felt like that was different or outstanding was in St. Louis when uh, the Blues were winning the cup in 2019 in the summer. Uh, that was a pretty different one because the crowd was getting raucous for another reason because they were all in the hallways watching, you know, the game. St. Louis wound up winning at the show, which is a intense, like, yeah. amazing, weird experience. But it's never really that different. And this is just like, for me, as somebody that didn't get into it five years later, I'm totally disconnected from what this would have sounded like inside the building and to see them perform it. It's something I'm not familiar with other than listening to it, and it is awesome. Yeah, it's known as the uh, as the mother of all antelopes. I did not know that. And, and mm -hmm. it is well-deserved. This, I mean, the whole set is is a masterclass in, in tension and release, but Absolutely. oh my goodness, this antelope, it just goes and goes and goes and just builds tension and every single time that you think it can't get any more intense. All of a sudden it is, and then you think they're they're dropping into the you know the little thing to get to the rai rai rocco, and then there's another three minutes of just right. more tension building, and you're just like, whoa! I thought we were I thought we were clear. I thought we were safe. I thought we dropped into this and we're good. No, no, no. But but no. You no, know, it's like they just keep going. Yeah, climbing one of the seven like tallest peaks in the world or whatever, and like yeah, yeah. it's almost like a little bit of anxiety and fear listening to that. I'd never heard one that peaked out like that. Oh yeah! And you just find nuggets all the time. I, I I just I just thought that to me was the most outstanding thing I've listened to in a long time. No matter what band. Yeah. The intensity definitely carries from the opening notes of the set, right? Sure. If you listen to the first set, it also was, it mm -hmm. was pretty energetic from the beginning of the show. Chris, the Dane County Coliseum, I mean, it was a long time ago. What do you remember about the room itself? It was your standard, you know, like hockey arena um, type, uh, type of venue. Um, they hit those all throughout that, uh, that tour. College campuses, little basketball gyms and hockey arenas. Um, was just some of the best place for for that. The antelope was um, was just so powerful the whole time. That that's definitely one that's on the both that and the you enjoy myself are on the dark evil playlist. Um, yeah, and it reverberated. I'm pretty sure we were on the floor and in Madison. I don't remember a ton about the venue, um, but I mean, I do remember just being on the floor. That, that I can, I can visualize the space almost. Uh, even with those type of old school venues, that you know, there's a little bit of an intimacy that kind of comes along with them. Because you look at yeah. something in '95, it was probably built in the '70s, right? And yep. Yeah, and the guy you're with is like, this is kind of small. And you're like, yeah. you've never been to international hockey before, huh? <laughs> right, some beer league hockey rink that... I mean, like, we had the Clippers in Baltimore. Like, you never been to, like, trash sports, dude? Come on. <laughs> Get out of here. The contact, the contact is like a fish. You know, contact is like a fishy, a fishy song. You get a little bit of the fishiness in that. The tires are the things. To I me, mean, the it's... the contact in the cavern 
are almost kind of like after what they've put us through for the last hour plus, particularly after that antelope, it's almost kind of like, hey, we're all friends here. We're all cool. Like, sure. you know that you can relax. Everything's going to be fine. It's row, row, row your boat, man. Everybody, like you said, yep. Chris, everybody feels a little bit more comfortable. We can all sing together. Hey, listen, if you don't know it, just listen. You'll catch the second time around. And then you're all good until Cavern. Now, I actually love Cavern. I, I think Cavern does bring a little bit of dirt back in. Mm -hmm. It's just, I think a couple years later when they... I'm thinking like the Island Tour yeah. Cavern, which is, is that on Fish Just Jams? Hold on, I'll look it up. The, uh, it is listed, I believe, as the Possum Jam. Oh, um, okay. Because it, it, it's what leads into, I can't remember, I think it, yeah, it, it comes out of Possum. Right. And then there's a jam, and, and then that's when, you know, Trey does the... Trey's like, hey, if you got want to stick around, stick around. If you don't want to stick yeah, around... Yeah, I think we, we cut it off before it gets... Before Cavern actually starts, but it, it's got the jam, the jam part. In between when he, before he does that. Yeah. I just always thought that was interesting. Maybe that should be on Stop Start Jam. Yep. I, I'm just throwing yep. out ideas. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> then they encore with A Day in the Life, which I, I love that song. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I think that. Chances are you probably have only seen it maybe once or twice because they have not played it very many times, only 72 times total. And the last time they played it, they didn't play it at all during 2.0. And actually, the last time they played it was at the Met in Philly on December 3rd, 2019, which uh, was oh, the, that, was, that was the serious XM free show that they Right. Did. I went to Charleston, and that, that was like a tough ticket. That was a weird yeah. situation. Well, everybody liked the first two nights of Charleston and not the third. Yeah, I didn't like the third. <laughs> we always come we back to that third night of Charleston. We keep talking about it. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, uh, in, in 95, Day in the Life got a lot of play. It was it was a comp that and um, the encore from the next night were common cover encores that were yeah. throughout the tour. And I got them both back-to-back -back nights. But uh, the Day in the Life was... I'm in one in 95. Yeah, that's a nice but I saw a good one at Jones Beach uh, years back, maybe 09. Yeah, I mean, this was the 13th time they had played it. I, I, you know, I feel like you're lucky if you've got a day in the life stat. Oh, yeah. And if you've got a fire stat, too, we'll get to that in a minute. But, I mean, those are some interesting covers. I acquired a lot of unearned stats um in, in from this first show there's a demand yes uh in the first set yeah um there's an acoustic arm paul and silas yeah paul and silas taste that surrounds i mean like yeah i, I got uh, i got a lot of like i said unearned stats that uh, now i can be like oh yeah i've seen a demand <laughs> um hey but, you know uh, what there's nothing unearned yeah. in this it's it a is a huge started. grind. You know what? I saw the Encore Micro Show was Sabotage. And that was the debut. Of oh, that. So, yeah. There you you go. know, like, I still am proud of that, even though I didn't know shit. Was that MPP uh, yeah, 98? Very good. Look at yep. you. Yep. I, I was I was dude, at We got to hang out, dude. When we come out to Dix this fall, dude. You guys should get out. together and figure out <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Let me read over the first second set. 
from Dane County Coliseum, Madison, Wisconsin, on October 24th, 1995. Set to Julius, theme from the bottom, bouncing around the room, you enjoy myself into Sleeping Monkey, into Run Like an Antelope, Contact, and then into a set ending, Cavern. And then they encore with A Day in the Life. All right, Josh, looks like we're on to the second of the second sets. Did I say that right? I said that you right. Did. I did that, that right. Was perfect. Before we get to that, Skinny, as everybody knows, we are partners with The Lot. If you haven't checked out The Lot rate lately, they're a virtual marketplace with Fish, Grateful Dead, Billy Strings, Goose. Goose is the new next. They the are new new. The new new. <laughs> There's going to be a Goose Just Jams coming up soon. Hey, I'm going to see them soon. I know, dude. You're going to like way surpass my Goose show numbers. All right, dude, this will be my third show. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, think of The Lot as a digital version of The Lot that you might see. Uh, Our friends, Carrie and Craig, are longtime fans. They created The Lot in 2020 during the pandemic to give us all a place to check out our scenes, merch, vendors, all that stuff. There's a lot of cool shops on there. You deal directly with these vendors. You're supporting them directly, which is uh, something very important. But we've talked about a lot of them on our show. You Enjoy My Vegan, Miss Bliss Designs, Jam on Gifts, Frames, Wolfman's Cousin, Foodie Kits. They're all there. You can also grab the latest issue of Surrender to the Flow. You can read about us and Surrender to the Flow from previous editions. You can check out upcoming dates for Dude of Life Band, who is the official band of the Lot by Promo Soup. And you can check out your favorite podcast, Dummy Down, over on the lot. So make sure you check that out. Get all your stuff before summer tour begins. We, we've got a collaboration coming up with uh, with Footy Kits uh, here shortly. So, Oh, no way. That's amazing. I have a note about that, dude. You're getting your own Footy Kit. I, that's pretty cool. T- <laughs> yep. Take a minute and talk a little bit about the foodie kit you're getting, Chris. He's uh, he's doing a uh, blackout series, and he thought it would be great to work together with us for as our uh, Dark Evil playlist. So we're going to have a patch on the jerseys that'll have the Fish Just Jams logo and have a little thing on there, Dark Evil and uh, and everything. So. Yeah, I'm excited for it. He's 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 picking up the he's doing the designs right Very now. Cool. Very cool. See Yeah, that's awesome. That's what's fucking killer about our community, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is really cool because then it's like I love the fact that it's a secret nod to all that stuff. And mm-hmm. um, you know, those designs like we have stub me down jerseys, which are just fire. And uh he also uh did some customs for us like our first show. Oh, nice. Um, they're just super sick idea. If you have not checked out foodie kits, like you have to, I mean, it's a, I feel like yeah. I'm threatening. The, the number of different designs that, that he has is, yeah. is just incredible. Oh, that's awesome. So. Yeah, it's astounding. Definitely astounding. He's great over there. Well, that's amazing, man. I'm glad to hear that. He's just one of a number of amazing shops on the lot. So check that stuff out. If you're looking for, 
new fresh gear. The second set that we're going to be talking about this evening that Chris is stubbing us down on is set two from St. Paul, Minnesota, the St. Paul Civic Center the night after that Madison show. So this is October 25th, 1995. The second set opens with a rare in this spot, Reba, Life on Mars, Cars, Trucks, and Buses, Mike's song into a jam that turns out to be Breathe, the Pink Floyd tune, into Sparkle, into Weekapa Groove, Susie Greenberg, into a set closing Crossroads, and the encore is fire. A couple covers here, a few covers actually, with the Life on Mars, the Breathe, Crossroads, and Fire. I mean, that's that's cool in and of itself but Chris, let's start with the reba because the reba clocks in at uh just over 17 which we don't see a lot of in the modern era of reba this is a this is a magical version yeah this is a magical version this is actually um the seventh most played uh track on our site uh in the history of the site really whoa yeah it, it doesn't always it doesn't necessarily always translate to the you know the best is the most played or anything but it's on an awful lot of playlists it's on our bliss playlist it's on the from the archives playlist because this was a live bait release yeah it was on 12 right yeah it's on the top shelf list for 95 so like it, it, it comes into a lot of different playlists so that's probably one of the factors but uh, but yeah, it is. It's the seventh most played track in, in our site's history. One of the things I do very much appreciate about Fish Just Jams is that it is audience recordings, and so you get that, you know, you're in the crowd feel. That's pretty cool. That's that really gives you, I think, that authentic feel. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree that it's authentic. <laughs> you know, I love the drop in in, in Reba and. The next two songs, Life on Mars and Cars, Trucks, and Buses. I've heard complaints about Cars, Trucks, and Buses. They started bringing that back kind of in a heavy rotation in the last couple of years. I like it when it opens and stuff. It kind of gets you going. But the Life on Mars, that Bowie is just, man, that's really good. So 95, like, vocals. I don't have any problem with the way that they sung, sang. I'm an English teacher. Like they, they have really, they have really good harmonies on this. This is a really good version of that. Again, not, I've never seen this song. This is one that I guess I would be chasing. I would love to see it. I saw the whole Bowie set. Uh, we saw that in 2016, but I never saw this. This is a rarity. This was the third version that they played. It debuted really only a couple of weeks before on October 13th in Fort Worth, Texas, and then they played it in Champaign on October 24th, and then this version. Yeah, this would have to be, um, th this is a definite another one of those in j just the era, because uh, in 95, they, they played uh, Life on Mars fairly often. It fell out of the rotation after that, but in 95, they played it enough, it was practiced, and uh, yeah, it does. It just sounds absolutely gorgeous. If you were to ask me something they should bring back as a cover on a rotation would be this. Like, I'd love to see this. We, uh, you actually might not have been there because you came the second day. 
they busted it out at Watkins Glen. I think it was Super Bowl in 2011. Oh yeah, I was. I was driving up on Friday. And so they played it there, which which was a bust out of 175 shows. But they haven't played this since June 29th, 2012. So this is this is sitting currently at a uh, monster, pretty gap. long gap and they've only played it four times since 97 so the chances of i mean it would be all like like fish has a david bowie thing right i mean they named a fucking song after the guy right i mean they're playing moon age now (laughs) right i mean you know everything from ziggy stardust is basically fair game for them bring i i think page rocks the vocals here And, and i really like the placement of it after that monster reba and in between that and the cars trucks and buses and cars trucks and buses another one that debuted in 95 and that's a thing that you look at with these shows like you're seeing songs that are at the time would still be relatively new and you're seeing your first couple of shows chris and especially like in 95 you're trading tapes right if you're trading anything the lag time on getting a show from you know so let's see cars trucks and buses debuted in september and we're now in october right so this might be one you're really hearing for the first time because the tapes haven't caught up to you right yet even if you're you know a regular trader they're on tour so you're not going to necessarily be getting things as the tours developing yeah i probably hadn't heard this one at the show yet i had heard some of the other ones that have been debuted in the summer but uh this actually brings up a good point I kind of think that um, whenever you start, or like whenever your first show is, if especially if you've listened a bunch um, before going to that that show, because I like I always consider all the songs that debuted in 1995, like Taste, Prince Caspian, all those types of songs. Yeah, I still, to me, consider those new songs. Like even even now, I still do consider it kind of like a new song. So it's like true, if, if, yeah. Uh, soon you said your first show is a great point. Two thousand, you know. Uh, then you know, like like anything that came out after that, you know, you're kind of like, oh, all right, well, this is a new song because it's new when you started, you know, listening to it. You know, it, it's it's how we can uh, think of a song that was written for two and you know still if if you're a you know an old vet you can be like oh it's kind of a newer song um and somebody be like it was written 20 years ago i'm like well yeah sure yeah i mean it's true if you talk about waves or a song i heard the ocean sing or you know heavy things (laughs) i saw a lot of heavy things when i first started a lot yeah Yeah, like i was one of their newer ones 23 years ago yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And, and you still probably consider that to be a newer song <laughs> because of that, you know? I really, I like that. Yeah, I love this. I'll tell you what, the Mike song in the middle of this set. Yeah. Is, <laughs> I wish this is what Mike still was. When I think of what Mike's originated for me, it was the Hampton 98 version. Oh, yeah. You know, and I don't know if it's just because that was what was one of my like first impactful versions of it but it had that gritty back alley kind of feel like we're gonna punch you in the fucking face with this and this version i feel like was the early ancestor Mm -hmm. a descendant 
it's kind of a carryover from the night before in that it's that evil, just tension building. What we always used to, to describe it as is uh, hide under your chair fish. Oh, I like that. You know, it, 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 it's, the, it's the fish that you hear. And if you're at the show and not the right frame of mind, you can want to be hiding under the chair until they bring back out a, a contact or something like that, you know? The last four is like, what the fuck? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, that, that's... it's like spooky, it's scary, it's... I'll tell you what it's like. I have two daughters, so it's like my <laughs> oldest is going on a date and the guy drives up in a Harley Davidson and then she drives off. And I'm not allowed to stop her. <laughs> like, I can't stop her from driving off with this guy. That's how it feels. <laughs> I know. Annabelle. And the thing is, no, no way. Annabelle. Absolutely not. And it sounds like a motorcycle sometimes in this. I don't know what it is about Mike's bass and Trey's guitar kind of that are working together here. But, like, it's like the scary motorcycle boyfriend. Yeah. That's how it felt. I mean, that's that's got to be new. Yeah. In the moment, you're not separating out the breathe jam, right? It's just part of no. Mike's. And, in yeah. fact... Mike's pittering out. And this was one of the things that Skinny and I were talking about. It takes you a couple of minutes into that kind of ambient, dissonant type 2 space to figure out that they're playing breathe yeah at least in instrumental right because there was no like explosion of crowd recognition where everybody's no. like oh shit it's breathe there wasn't that it kind of very subtly went from mics into that very ambient dark deep space and then into really like a two to three minute skinny and i were trying to talk about like the timing like two to three minutes of of how it's tracked yeah yeah i couldn't figure it yeah. and then you were like okay yeah there it sounds familiar like breathe and then it's very clear for the last you know probably three minutes of it but at right. the time you're not separating that out right it's just a jam in mics yeah well i think the i think an important thing to remember about the breathe jam in particular is um you know, this is a week before Halloween and, you know, there's still always speculation as to what are they going to play? And they would be dropping hints and teases, uh, you know, in, in the weeks leading up, there was a, there was like a beat it or thriller tease or something like that in one of the shows right before. So uh, this is one of those things that in the moment, I certainly really wasn't like appreciating, oh my God, they're playing a jam that's just like breathe. Maybe that's what they're going to play for Halloween. But it's something that, you know, looking back at it now, I can look at it and be like, oh, all right, that makes sense. Okay, that was a tease uh, with Halloween in mind. Well, and then three years later, they would do it when they did the Dark Side. Yeah. On November 2nd. Yeah, I was going to say, I wanted to be sitting next to the guy at this show that was like, first recognize it or, or hopeful yeah. or like wishing it was me that was like, dude, what? They're playing fucking yeah. this? Like that's, I mean, I still do that. Like I love when I'm like yeah. absolutely surprised by what they do or I don't know it. We've talked about that a lot. Like I still chase that feeling. It's not a song that I'm chasing. It's yep. the feeling of like, wait, yep. what do I hear? Are you sure? Yeah. I think it's, you know what I mean? That recognition <laughs> I think is a very powerful thing. It doesn't come through on that odd. Like a lot of times with that, like Josh put so greatly was the explosive recognition 
you know, I remember Grateful Dead, like when they played New Speedway or Loose Lucy, like you couldn't even hear the first couple notes of yeah. the song once everybody picked it up. But you don't hear that here, which actually lends itself to good listening. I'm back, you know, when you re-listen to it, it's, it's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Today is the 50th anniversary of Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, an old, right. I'm older than an album. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> More than one, buddy. Yeah, bunch. Sparkle follows up the mics slash breathe jam. Let me let me just say that even though this was my second show, uh, by this point I already knew that I was not happy about the fact that I was getting a sparkle in the middle of the second. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. You and yeah. Christian would make great show buddies. <laughs> we would have a lot of like I would probably be like do you need something I'll be right back well it's probably a great opportunity after 20 minutes of the mics to uh, go grab a beer but yeah. you definitely wanted to be back for the week of Pog that was after because that's a yeah. really nice yes, again that intensity that pace that period it's, it doesn't really go out you know it doesn't color outside the lines right but it's so technically sound it's that intensity and that pace that really dictated what 95 especially the fall tour was it definitely is a carryover from the second set the night before but i i definitely feel like even though these were two shows in two different spots there's a lot of connective tissue in how the band played both of these nights yeah i i mean they i don't i i don't even think they really needed the last two songs here like the Wega Pog could have totally brought down the house and everybody would have left super happy. Yeah, I can't argue that. And it's like, yeah, it threw in Susie Greenberg. And how long was that crossroads? Like three minutes or something? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. And it was weird because, I mean, the Susie ends and then the crossroads immediately begins. And uh, talk about another unearned stat. Um, getting a crossroads at you know your second show. Yeah, which by the way they played at night three in Charleston just to circle back to that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They ended the first Perfect. set with it, or they opened the second and I was like, Yay and then I was like <laughs> Skinny, I gotta stat check you there, buddy. Are you sure? I thought it was crossroads. Go ahead. So Crossroads has only been played nine times. Nine times. Oh, wow. Nine times. This was the third, actually, believe it or not. The last time that it was played was November 28th, 1998. Wow. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> neither of us have. What am I talking have, about? Neither of us have a crossroads stat. Liar. Here. And I'm looking, and I mean, maybe Fishnet is lying, <laughs> but it. Even I'm just joking. Even They're the teases. There's only two teases, and dude, what am I talking about then? I mean, I was there for like almost half a week. You're clouded <laughs> by night three. Everybody's like thinking they. Mandela, Mandela effect, whatever. The okay. <laughs> but the crossroads is very cool, and I mean, I look. If you're, which obviously you are, you're, you know, there's a little bit of nerdery running through your veins, right? Mm -hmm. Crossroads is not a statistic that many people have. No. You know, I've seen, a, you know, between me and Skinny, we've seen a lot of shows. We've seen a lot of fish shows, a lot of overlap, but we've seen a lot of shows. And yeah. seeing a song that's only been played nine times and hasn't been played since 98, I mean, you're, you know, 
lean into that one. Lean into that one. A hundred. <laughs> you know what I got crossroads and confused with, dude? I'm sorry. It was after midnight. That's what it was. I don't know why I got that. Ah, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I fucked up. It's not the first time. <laughs> they close with that crossroads, and then the encore is Jimi Hendrix, Fire. Fire's interesting. They they only play it about once a year. This I had to look up. So they played it. So I only went yeah. I only went back to the beginning of 3.0, so 2009. They played it in 2009, 2010, 11, 12, 13. They skipped 2014. They played it in 2015, 16, 17. They skipped 18, they played it in 19, and then obviously nothing during 20 because of COVID. They didn't play it in 2021, and then they just played it uh, in 2022. Uh, Bethel, July 23rd. Mm -hmm. So it's like, are you at that one show a year out of, you know, 40-something mm -hmm. that Fish plays? Maybe you'll catch the fire, which I've seen yeah. a couple. It's a fun cover. I mean, it's great. It's, yeah. you know, I think there's been a lot of especially with you, the guitar heads who get into like who are the best guitarists right like trey and jimmy have been mentioned in the same sentence yeah. i think and i think trey mm -hmm. obviously draws on a lot of the historic guitar players styles and obviously the whole band leans into that kind of classic music here but i mean what a what a what a great way to even arcane music arcane stuff that we're not sure as a regular fan you're not familiar with that they also draw from too just don't forget yeah. about that but they also you know, I mean? you know they also end the show here with crossroads and fire to the guitarists from both you know robert johnson and Jimi hendrix i mean that's a yeah that's, that's a, a nod that's a pretty big nod yeah yeah I mean, yeah. they're not um that's never too far from the spirit of fish yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, never too far away from that. And there is that hook into the past that they alter for their current moment. And then, you know, you listen to these versions over 20 years, 30 years. You know, you, you design a website where you can listen to them jam and then compare it all. I mean, it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Let me review the yep. second set from St. Paul, Minnesota, the St. Paul Civic Center, another like small hockey rink style venue, mm -hmm. right? Like I can feel the energy in these places. It's they're so small and the bathroom line was probably really long. <laughs> so for the second set, Fish comes out with a really nice almost 18 minute Reba, Life on Mars, Cars, Trucks and Buses. Mike's song into a nice jam of Breathe, Pink Floyd. Sparkle into Weekapog. Susie Greenberg into Robert Johnson's Crossroads. And they encore with Jimi Hendrix's Fire. So some cool covers you saw over these couple of nights. Not even taking a look at the first sets from both of these nights. That's a pretty nice introduction to the band as far as the live experience is concerned and you know it's no wonder you're still here 28 years later well i'll tell you listening to these two shows or sets i kept thinking wow it's really is telling as to the type of fish fan that i became as i'm listening to it and i'm just like wow the tension and release all this dark evil mm. um just nasty stuff i i, I put like three times in my notes I just want to live in this jam. 
you know, like I just want to like I and and that's that's one of the things that Fish Just Jams will help you do, because like there are plenty of times where I'm just like, you know, in the morning, I'm walking the dog and I'll be like, and let me just put on a Reba and I'll just listen to a bunch of uh, nice little soaring bliss jams to, to wake me up or keep me in that that mood or, you know, hey, I, I really want to I, I just want to listen to ghost jams. Yeah for like an hour and a half, man. I just want just powerful ghost jams. You know, you can set that up as well. So you got, you got it all. And I'm diving in. I told you at the beginning, like I am stuck on this Piper. I can't get off. Yeah. (laughs) You've definitely cornered a part of the consumption market for sure. And I'll tell you what, we are super grateful that you were able to join us today and tell us all about Fish Just Jams. As far as like, so, you know, they just uh, played their first shows of 2023. What's your like lag time on getting those jams posted on um, on the database? <laughs> Josh has given you a deadline. <laughs> I'm just asking for those that like to consume it this way. <laughs> uh, we, we only use the audience recordings. Um, so I kind of have to wait for those to be uh, posted. And uh, for the Mexico shows, that's the we actually have had audience tapes the last couple of years. And um, these tapers who do an incredible job, you know, the people that are still taping now, um, like all their tapes are sounding excellent because no one no one's going to do all the work that is involved with taping a show. It's labor of love. Yeah. If um, w- because there's so many, you know, y- if you can get a soundboard the next night and all that stuff. So if you're still taping. You're, you're putting out good tapes, you know, generally like on a normal tour, I'm just checking and, you know, when I see an audience uh, source posted, I'll download it, get to cutting stuff up and then just get it to my brother. So Dude, that's, <laughs> we're really grateful that you came on because the conversation is probably one of the deeper dives, Chris, that we've ever done on the show is like oh, cool. how people listen. Um, I think we're chasing that too, kind of on our show is like, how do people consume? How do they listen? And, and yeah, really enlightening and an amazing conversation. And like Josh always says, we we do make new friends and new connections. And and you're one of those guys. And oh, cool. Well, thank you. You know, always keep in touch with us. Yeah, yeah. We always will promote you, talk about you because uh, we think it's great. And and we're again so happy to have you on. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. And and any uh, any other jam recommendations or things to be added to a playlist? <laughs> go ahead, and uh, I'm always open to those. So toss those at any time. <laughs> Sand six twenty nine two thousand Holmdel. <laughs> <laughs> Dark and evil. Chris, share it. your uh, social media handles and where people can find you uh, out there on the interwebs. Yep. No problem. We're uh, Fish Just Jams on uh, Twitter, Mastodon, Facebook. Um, and then it's just fishjustjams.com. And then we have a free iOS app in the app store. Go download. And whether you need us for five minutes, five hours, or five days worth of jams, we've got it for you. It, it kind of gives you any type of experience you want to have. Well, and you know what? That's the world we live in right now is being able to access things in the instantaneous fashion that, that we've all become accustomed to. Uh, yeah, that we We've all become accustomed to. Right. Right on. Well, Chris, thank you again so much for joining us. Chris from Fish Just Jams. If you have not checked it out, go ahead and download the app on your phone or simply go to fishjustjams.com. Check out the music there. 
it's it's unbelievable. We're so grateful for you joining us. You know, can't wait to meet you on tour. Yep, sounds great. Thanks. I loved it. Hey, one more plug that we always got to do is our friend Scott Mitchell over there at Fan Designs. Scott has everything from across the jam band scene. Actually, I can't wait to hang out with him and his wife, Casey. They're just such great people, and he has wonderful stuff in his shop. We're going to Peach Festival with them. Like, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. So summer's coming up fast. If you need anything from their shop, please check them out. Scott has great shipping. Everything is really fast. There are people. That's all I got to say. So fan design, Scott Mitchell. Love supporting the community. Scott also did a great job with our new stickers, which uh, are out and have been slapped up in places and have been mailed out to some people. Oh, yeah. Hopefully we'll catch you on tour. We'll get you some stickers. Hey, if you want to follow us, you can check us out on Twitter. We are at stub underscore me underscore down. We are also on Instagram at the same address, stub underscore me underscore down. And even though Skinny's never looked at it, we also have a Reddit page. Stub <laughs> never going. It's all the same. It's stub underscore me underscore down. We tried to corner the market on that shit. But hey, thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Chris for visiting us from Fish Just Jams. Skinny, I love you, man. Bienvenidos. Uh, muchas gracias. <laughs> Let's end on a DC Pedro. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to us here on Stummy Down, and we will see you the next time you need to get out of your shitty seats and down to the path. Hey, man, later. See you, everybody.